G'day gang, welcome back to the BNF Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the obvious ones, the footy being back, it's great, and the ODI series just finished in India. Obviously missing last week, got a bit more to touch on, but it's okay, got plenty of time, time is my friend. But before I start on the sport, I have to give a massive shout out to the, some of the biggest fans of the podcast, the whole Daily family, from Nick to Josh to Sophia, you're all legends. Thank you so much for being such big fans. You're really appreciated. But we'll hop right into the footy. Obviously, I'll cover a little bit of last week just really quickly because I missed last week and it's it's only fair that I give you that bit of information too. But Richmond and Carlton drawing. Carlton obviously let one slip then. I think it's the inability to close out games that we've obviously somewhat fixed from Thursday's result. But... No, I think our ability to close out games is poor and just under pressure. Like There are so many moments like McGovern out of bounds on the full side being tackled. It was just... And those two, those two examples, they're, not, they're very experienced players and I know McGovern might be out of position. He might be playing the position that he traditionally has, but he's playing AFL footy for in a pretty big game in what was by that, at that stage the biggest game of the season so far, but... And the only game of the season, but I think it's a little things that add up. Like if you kick, it's just still it beggars belief how McGovern's still on our list. I like him; he's a great guy. But I I've met him once before, but he just doesn't. I don't know what it is. I think I think we offer him too much money. I think the pressure just kind of gets to him. But what would I know? I think being played out of position or out of his main position doesn't help either. But well, then we'll go into the we'll get into the Collingwood Geelong game. Geelong, that quite a high scoring game there, better than the uh, our thing, Carlton versus Richmond, fifty eight fifty eight. But they Geelong even in Thursday's game they just this year they really do look too slow. Like they it's just patches where they just give up goals and it's just not really the Geelong of old. But um. Then we'll, we'll North Melbourne, West Coast, uh, North Melbourne winning that. I think North Melbourne were really, really good this year. They're looking really positive being the Dockers last night. But then we got Port thrashing Brisbane, bit of an upset there. Melbourne thrashing the Dogs. Got Suns getting smashed by Sydney. Uh, GWS just getting over the line against Adelaide with a pretty good win there. And then Essendon obviously smashing Hawthorne, who got smashed again today. I feel kind of bad for them, but... Then in Ross the Boss's return, Ross revenge game, came back for the Saints and got them home against the Dockers. But that's last week. That's old news. But we'll hop right. We'll get right into round two. Uh, the first game again on Thursday, Carlton being the reigning premiers, Geelong. I've already said this, but Geelong, they just in patches have just looks. They, they just. And I can't believe I'm saying... I just feel like they didn't want it as much as we did. And I know that's been the opposite of what Geelong have done for the past forever. But they just didn't look like they wanted it as much. They looked too slow and they didn't look very eager. Apart from the man, the myth and the legend, Jeremy Cameron, pretty much carrying... This is like... the Like, genuinely carrying the Cats. Like, no, Jeremy Cameron, they lose by 50 points. That's it. And it's just... <laughs> and he was injured too. You saw him grabbing his groin before a long-range goal attempt. He just 
he, did, he didn't look 100%, but to still get best on ground was amazing. Uh, and, you know, big raps to him. I like Jezza, so get around him. Then we, uh, Carlton, I think, well, Blake Hakers did really well. Blake Hakers, he, obviously last week he probably had didn't have a great game. Sorry, just had some audio difficulties. But what I was saying about Blake Hakers, he probably didn't have, last week he didn't have his best game, but he... The way he played this week, he kind of just eased in, or didn't ease into it. The first quarter was poor. He only had three touches. Then second quarter, he in the second quarter, he had 10 disposals. And then he just kind of built his way into it. Third third quarter, he had seven again. in, And then in the fourth, he had six. So he just, and over, overall, he had, yeah, 26 disposals, which was quite good. And I think the way he went, he just eased himself into the game, I think. And for someone, Blake Akers is pretty experienced. So, yeah, he's 27. He he would have been in that situation a few times in his career. So I think that's also one of the things that helps having an experienced player like that to a pretty inexperienced list. And it's not saying Blake Akers has played 300 games and it's a phenomenon. He's not at all like that. But he just a bit of a, a cooler head than some of our younger players who are still very good. But they just... I know if I was playing AFL footy... I definitely, first time have if I've had a bad quarter, then oh, that's it. My career's done. Like that's, that's probably the way I think about it. But it's obviously, it's obviously not his, and it's just what a cool head does. But he had a really good game, um, probably right up there with best on ground for us. But yeah, I think Ed Kerno, geez, <laughs> Ed Kerno, the oldest player on our list by quite a bit, being thirty three, he. He's, he's kind of it's it's pretty cool. Just the way he, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna say, but he just like I feel I suppose somewhat inspirational. It just makes you smile whenever you see Ed Kerno playing footy. Cause I think there was a moment where um I think Ed ditched it off to Charlie Kerno and Charlie Kerno kicked one of his signature like I don't know what you call it, where he just wheels around onto his right foot and just bangs it home and it just looks great and it's a pretty good goal. And he, Ed obviously dished it out to him, so they're pretty happy and it's just kind of stuff that makes you smile and I feel like that's kind of what Carlton's about and what we should be about. But, yeah, that's probably about all I can touch on for Carlton or I'll be here for half an hour and I've got to speak about eight more games and cricket. But... Um, Brisbane beating the D's in a lights out game. I think half an hour they were held up for, which is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know what goes on. I'm pretty sure that's the third time it's happened there. Uh, I think I don't know. It's coincidental. I've got bad power things or what it is, but the grabber, the gabber, I suppose, groundsman or I don't know. Yeah, groundsman. I guess they were probably looking at themselves, thinking, "What are we doing? Why does the power keep going out?" But um, Brisbane just kind of, I think as soon as Gorn goes down, which was very early and very bad for my fantasy team, he only got four points for me, but <laughs> they, um, I think as soon as Gorn's, Gorn's gone, pun the pun, he, the, uh, while still having Brody Grundy, who else, you know, you haven't got that Luke Jackson, you can, like, you just don't have th- three Ruckman, which just means, makes it a hell of a lot harder for you, but, yeah, I think, yeah, what what can you do? Without Gorn, who's one of the best players in the airfield, it makes will make it a whole hell of a lot harder for any team. But 
Collingwood Port, I didn't watch it. I can't really say much about it except that Nick Dacos is one day going to win. Brownlow Melvin's going to be one of the best players of all time. He's... I it, it just beggars belief how you can have a footy family as good as the Dacos's. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I suppose you're just born it's in your blood, but it's just... Wow. Beggars belief. Um, then Richmond versus the Crows. The Crows coming back, but I think at one stage it was 66-66 or around then, but didn't get much better for the Crows since then. The Richmond piled on a few and ended up with taking it out by 32 points, which is a bit anticlimactic. I think... Who did I tip? I reckon I probably tipped the Crows because I'm having a really bad week tipping, but, yeah... Then we move on to the St Kilda Bulldogs game, which I actually tipped right. I reckon I would have been the only ones who did that, so thank you. Um, I can hear you applauding through the microphone. I heard you applauding, thank you. Um, but St Kilda smashing the Bulldogs. Don't know what's going on at the Bulldogs. Yeah, they just can't. It's just they've lost by 50-plus points in both games, and it's not good. It's just they're a pretty good footy team. They've got an amazing list, but, yeah, it's not it's not good from them, but they really do need to lift. But the game I did watch, um, the Dockers versus North, that North looked like they were going to cruise home with it. Then, no, out of nowhere, this guy called Yago Mira, bang, go, go. And then they just, all of a sudden, they just claw their way back into it. And, yeah. Just by one point, and obviously the contra- controversy out of that one is the um, deliberate out of bounds. So the what happened? With, I think it was like less than three seconds left or something. Some player kicked it out of bounds. I can't remember who it was, but they kicked it out of bounds and on the bounce, obviously. But and it was deliberate. But the umpire had called it after the siren, final siren had gone. And if it had, and it was in very kick, it was very kickable for any AFL player. You'd at least get a point, meaning the game would have been drawn. But I think the right decision was made, and yeah, they won. So good on North. I really like what they're doing. I think what really makes me smile about North Melbourne, apart from Harry Cheezel, he is <laughs> Alistair Clarkson. Like just looking at him on the sidelines or in the on the bench yesterday, coaching on the sidelines, he just he just looks so happy in it. Someone who's traditionally, I feel like, has been Mr. Cranky in the past, and it's just he's just so happy to be back. And you can, it just, it kind of shows in his coaching the way he's going about it this year, which I think is really going to help North Melbourne this year. I do see them pushing for. I don't see them finishing high up in the eight. I reckon they will run out a bit of steam, but I see them just scraping into the eight or at least the top ten. So, go go well, North this year. I'm, I'm rooting for you, but. Harry Harry Sheasel, or he's just he's gonna be elite. I think it was the first first pick. He's just he's gonna be generational. I think it's gonna be hard for him not to be. I think thirty disposal. It, it he's just gonna be a gun. We've got to move on. So Sydney just finished this game. Um, Sydney eighty one points, absolutely devouring Hawthorne. I don't know what you gotta do about Hawthorne. Surely just like merge them and another team, and they can go down to Tassie or something because it's not going well for them. I think yeah, I just can't. 
uh, you just can't see anything going getting better either. It's just a horrendous situation for them. But Essendon are uh, currently are beating the Suns uh, by one point. I can't really say anything about that game except for that. I can realistically see the Suns winning. Consider I, 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 looking at the teams now, I cannot see a single. I can't look at like looking at the forward line. Harrison Jones. I know, am I up the right? Yeah, looking at the forward line. Um, Harrison Harrison Jones. He's. Uh, he's the only one that I think has an ability to kick goals. Uh, Alan Davy, I think he's a Xavier boy. Uh, good on him. He he looks exciting, but yeah, I just can't. <laughs> I can't see him scoring, kicking any goals today, which is a bit of a shame. But they if they can scrape a win. I'm not going to be complaining. They've just kicked a goal to go up by seven. Live updates coming from the BNF podcast. You know it, but yeah, and then the. Eagles versus the Giants tonight. I think <laughs> Sunday night footy is honestly like it's peak. It's so good. I love. I feel like Sunday is usually quite de- not depressing, but you get to Sunday and you're like, oh, school tomorrow, and the whole day is overshadowed by the thought of going to school. So you, you got to some. That's just one thing to make your day a little bit brighter. And I love the days when Carlton are playing Sunday at like op- at Optus against Frio. In the afternoon, just and you tr- had a pretty good record down there. Jack Noon's up with the siren. Mark Murphy winning last year. It's got a pretty good record down there. So if we end on a win, it makes you pretty happy. But it's probably about all I can touch on for the footy. I've spoken for a fair bit now, fourteen minutes. Chewed up too much of your time. But we'll move on to the cricket, which I missed last week. Um. We'll just go with the most recent, most recent, uh, most recent ODI. What am I? What am I? A most recent ODI game. Uh, I think Australia to take out the series. That's pretty good effort. Um, they. I feel like losing the first test by quite a bit, five wickets. They, India only needed thirty nine point five overs to chase it down. I think. Yeah, I, I think they're the Aussies did really well, and the ten wicket win was probably a highlight for me. Eleven overs they chased. Mitch Marsh and Travis Head went nuts. They ch- chasing it down in eleven overs. It's that probably one of the well, wouldn't be one of the quickest games of ODI cricket I've ever lived. Only thirty seven overs needed to win a game for Australia. It was amazing, and I think Stark took five. And bowled really well. Sean Abbott took three. Nathan Ellis with two. Pretty good effort in the, that. Was the second ODI, and then in the that. So that was a highlight for me. Then the last one, I did not expect to. I, I can't. I haven't watched all of these because there's a thing called school that I usually have to wake up and go to. But we, I listen to them sometimes. I, I, I wasn't listening to the ODIs. So they're not available. But I was watching every last moment that I could before I had to go to bed. But they, when I was watching the Australians on uh, Wednesday the twenty second, they didn't in the last test and last test last ODI, they looked. They didn't look like they were going to win it by any means. They just looked, they were batting pretty badly and like uh, it just didn't look very bright for the Australians. But 
a pretty, what I assume was a good bowling performance, got them over the line in the end and won them the series, which is pretty exciting for a for a team that really, I suppose, would you say have struggled over there in India? I feel like coming out of it with three wins out of seven games is okay. I think I'd take it. I think, yeah, we're still kind of struggling in India, but I think every team in India struggles. bit nice to win that series. And, yeah, I think... That's probably about all that I'm going to touch on today. A bit of a shorter episode. But wait, before we go, we have to talk about Shop for Shops. Shop for Shops is your one-stop shop for all shop fitting needs. Shop for Shops will do anything. Did you know that the desk that I'm recording my podcast on is from Shop for Shops? Now you do. Did you know that my wonderful display up here is from Shop for Shops? I bet you didn't. Shop for Shops will do everything for a fabulous price. And they're great people. Next time you need something done, make sure you go to Shop for Shops. Alright gang, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Sorry about last week. Stuff happens. We move, but we... Hoping to get back to you next week. I'm not going to make any guarantees. But yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, a massive shout out to the whole Daily family. John, Nick, Sarah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you out.